episode of Zero Brightness is brought to you by you. You can head to patreon.com slash zero brightness to sign up to support the show directly and get bonus content multiple times per week. Thank you to everyone who supports the show, and I look forward to meeting more of you soon. Did you know that OBS is like those old Casio keyboards and just shuts itself off if you don't use it? <laughs> you remember that shit? That rocks. Uh, no, I didn't know that. I've never, um, I've really only ever used it when I'm like actively using it. Yeah. Oh, but like I mean, we, you remember when like Casio keyboards would yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you just go to hit it and it's just like dead. I, I have to open this with a question, which is when you get messages from people or comments or whatever, and they're like, I really want you to talk about X, Y, or Z, which is apparently something that's happened with this game. Do people ever like explain to you why they want you to talk about it? And what is it most commonly end up being the reason? I mean, um, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think some games people will say, I want you to talk about this because I think this, and I'm curious to see if you also think this, you know, like, uh, people will be like, I want to hear your thoughts on this game because I've always felt like there's this weird tone to the story. I'm curious if you feel the same way or like, I've always wondered if it could be viewed through this lens or whatever. That happens sometimes. That's less common. Usually it's more just like a pretty simple, like, please review uh, this game. And that's what happened with Condemned was that like, there was like a couple weeks where I got multiple private messages and one like review that someone left on the Apple podcast. I was like, please review Condemned. And it's like, damn, you guys really want me to play Condemned. Mm criminal origins and now that i have i wish mm-hmm. someone would have asked why because like or told me why because uh yeah i don't really get it yeah i guess i gotta take some blame here because i remember i feel like it was pretty early on in the in the greater community days of me like being like yeah it's it was pretty good i remember it being pretty good now, full disclosure, I played I played that game when did it come out in 2005? Yeah. I so I either played it like that like in two, like 2007 or maybe 2008. So it's been sure. a while since 2007/2008. Yeah. Um I didn't remember anything about it playing through through it the second time. I didn't remember. I like you know like my brain would flash like images at me and be like yeah I remember this but like playing through it did not remember a lick of that shit and man if I actually remembered that video game I would have never told you that it was pretty good (laughs) well okay here's the thing so I've been on this kick of playing a lot of 7th gen games and now I'm like which I love I fully support it I'm glad you're welcome yeah and I'm definitely not moving off of it like I'm still on this weird like seventh gen kick for sure it's it's got a charm about it which is like why i somehow forced myself to play the entire game when you didn't even do it yeah well (laughs) but the thing okay so the thing about condemned though is that like i i started playing it and i was like i really don't like this and i'll just say that i'm not gonna okay so this isn't gonna be alan wake part two i'm not just gonna get on here and get angry and shit on this game i'm not going to but i will warn you everyone who asked me to play this game 
I did not enjoy playing it. But that said, I get why you guys all like it. And I'll tell you the reason why. Recently, I watched all nine series of the Showtime original television show, Dexter. Mm. Mm. And God damn, brother. <laughs> so Dexter. Wait, did you watch the new one? Yeah, that's season nine. Ooh, how was it? It's great, actually. Well, okay. the last episode kind of sucks, but that's like a Dexter tradition. So in a way, mm-hmm. it's like perfect because the last episode of the original series is a real head scratcher. It's is bad. It definitely a, like there will be another season or does it close out fish? I can't answer that without spoiling okay. things. Okay. So right. I won't. But so, But as someone who watched... I didn't finish. I've never actually fully finished Dexter, but I think I got to like the second to last season and finished that. Yeah. Do you? Would I like the new season? Um, you should just finish the original series and watch the. New I mean, season. I know yeah. how it ends. I yeah, kind of know where it goes. I just never like finished the final. I didn't watch the yeah. final season. Okay, then yeah, you could watch the new season. So I mean, I'm familiar yeah. with like what happens. Yeah, so, yeah, you should watch. I mean, yeah, you'd like the new season. I mean, mm-hmm. the new season is weirdly, like, as elegant and well put together as a series of Dexter could be, or as a season of Dexter, I guess, because we're in America and we don't call them series. Where did that come from? Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. as elegant and well put together, my good chap, as a, <laughs> a season of Dexter like could possibly be, but it's still Dexter, so it's still like pretty yeah. corny and like dumb. Oh, well, and, I like yeah. the corny dumbness. It's yeah. just like eventually it got a bit too much. So like, w- would you say it's like John Lithgow season, maybe the like Colin Hanks season, like that good? Like good enough? Oh, uh, that's hard to say. Um, it's well, it's really different. Like I, so I liked it a lot. I think it's fantastic. Mm. I think it's great. It's really different from the older seasons. And I really like a lot of the risks they took and the changes they made. I just, like I said, the last episode is is pretty horrible. You should watch it. But okay. So here's the thing. I had never seen, I had never seen Dexter in my life. Monica and Cole both love Dexter. Cole's been telling me for years. He was like, you should watch Dexter. You should watch Dexter. I didn't even get what it was. So I was never like, no, I'd never watch that. I was just always like, all right. But like, I didn't even know what it was. Like, I just was so unfamiliar with it because that was like, so, okay. The time in which I was not really watching like current TV shows was also the time that I was not playing video games. And that was all during the same time. So going back to watching Dexter, I was like, this is like an Xbox 360 game. I said that over and over while watching show, like the color grading, <laughs> the aesthetic yeah. choices, the ways sure. in which it's like aged poorly, but also the ways in which it's like super charming. Cause like mm-hmm. Dexter, like when you go back and watch it, there's a lot of things that you're like, Oh wow. Time has passed. Like the language yeah. they use. I mean, yeah. the things they do to, to make it appear like gritty, like, it's it's very very dated but like dexter fucking rocks and now that i've seen dexter i'm just like i absolutely love this show it's like one of the best shows of all time so when i went to play condemned criminal origins i was like i bet that the people who like this game 
are having that like Dexter moment with it. Also, this game has some weird plot similarities to Dexter in it, like that are very, very bizarre. Uh, Because I think this came out before Dexter started, or at least it would have started developing. I think it's pretty close, actually. Yeah. It might have come out a little after, like, season one or something. I just feel like it's close enough that I wouldn't just, like, jump out the window and be like, oh, they ripped it off. Yeah, the first episode of Dexter aired October 1st, 2006. Oh, damn. Okay. And and this game came out in November 05. It was a launch title for the 360 yeah well when we get to the story explanation or discussion or whatever uh you're gonna have to tell me the similarities because i'm like having i'm having a hard time just because like i don't have the processing power right now (laughs) so like yeah think about all that stuff i will but it was just so funny to me because it was just like this is like dexter and so i get why people are nostalgic for it and why people like it but it's also I mean I just did not like, like yeah. it at all. some counterpoints maybe uh, if you call them that so like it's funny you say that it's like Dexter because my brain immediately went to like every single crime thriller or whatever kind of thriller from like 1996 that my mom had a VHS tape of. Oh, for sure. Like that's the huge big time. And like not, not even really the good ones, but maybe a little (laughs) bit of the good ones, I guess. Because like when I, you know, went on the, like the Google spree after I beat it, of course they were quote unquote influenced by, you know, seven and shit. And I'm like, I bet you think you were influenced by seven a whole lot. Maybe, yeah. maybe you'll throw in a fight club, you know, sprinkle just to sound cool. Like whatever, man. But yeah. also like almost every part of this thing as a video game is like mediocre at best. So I don't yeah. know how anyone remembers this game and they're actually like, no, but I like it. Like, but why? It's objectively just kind of bland at best. And I feel like a lot of people who are like, no, I love it. You should talk about it. Are functioning on like remembering it and nostalgia, maybe the way I was. Because I truly, clearly did not remember anything about it other than being 18 and being like, this is kind of cool. But I also wasn't like much of a horror fan then. And I think as a horror fan... Like a, a, a two, because I would consider myself like a moderate horror fan. I'm not like a huge head. Like this game does not hold hold it hold it together for that yeah. at all. I don't think it. I'm not sure what you'd call it, but I don't really feel like it's horror. Well, yeah. So let's talk about what this game is, because I think you're totally right, and that's something I did want to talk about. So, Condemned Criminal Origins is two things that are not horror. (laughs) Uh, Mm. Number one is that it's basically like a first person survival combat game. Like that's really the, the meat and potatoes of the game is that it's in first person. It's uh, not really a first person shooter because you pretty rarely actually have guns, but there is like a weapon system where you just pick up whatever's around you. So sometimes that's guns, Mostly it's like pipes and, uh, you know, smaller pipes, bigger pipes, mm, the different kind of pipes. Though. Oh, the paper, paper cutter. cutter. Rocks. Yeah. yeah. 
the old fashioned paper cutter, like the ones you had in grade school, if you're mm-hmm. around our age. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, paper cutters are basically like one and a half by one and a half, like cutting board plastic surfaces that then on one end have a hinged giant blade that you like bring <laughs> up and then lower down on a huge stack of paper to just like cut them. Yeah. I barely remember what they were even for, but they were extremely pre- like prevalent in elementary and middle school for me, a little yeah. less in high school. And so, yeah, the character rips this thing off of the the whole yeah. board and you have like kind of an imp- like improvised machete sort of, but like Scimitar definitely light, lighter. So he's just, you just swinging around. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Cause like the game, baby. I have a paper cutter. I've always owned a paper cutter. And oh, right. well, yeah, I guess if you're crafty, maybe I could see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you make records and put out multiple records a year, you got to have a paper cutter. Uh, Damn, call me but, out. Why don't you? Shit. <laughs> sorry. Um, but I've always had the modern ones, which are mostly plastic. And like the blade is much smaller and it's in like a plastic mm. arm. Like it's set into a plastic yeah, arm. Yeah, I guess they the, used to be like yeah. all metal and shit. Yeah, the old ones are huge. It's like this giant brass arm and it looks like a sword. <laughs> so the first time in this game, that was a moment I thought was awesome when you like pick up one of those. You're like, Man, when I was in grade school, I always thought that shit looked like a fucking pirate sword. And here this motherfucker <laughs> is cutting people's throats with That's it. why everyone loves this game. <laughs> it's, it's like that childhood. It. Yeah, <laughs> fulfillment. But yeah, like so it's it's a survival combat game so you're basically put into small tight cramped dark areas uh you explore around you try to you know solve whatever the puzzle is you need to solve to go forward it's usually something really simple like uh you know find a key turn a valve something like that and while you're doing that dudes jump out at you and you know kind of try and Uh, sneak up on you and kill you and so you're supposed to you're supposed to kill them first with whatever once again improvised weapons that you find and use in the game combat is like every seventh gen game that i've covered recently it's that tactical combat thing where like it's all timing based it's very animation based you're supposed to like do it right there's a block button so it's like block light attack heavy attack just like the silent hill games on 360 it's not even really a block button it's a counter button because if you don't time it right, it does nothing. Yeah, it did nothing for me. Like <laughs> it's like it's and it. they call it a block, but you're not. It only it, the only function it serves is to count is to stun them when they hit you. So you have like yeah. a window to hit them, which is like not a block. Like a block should at least reduce or negate damage as long as yeah. it's like when they hit you, and it does not do that. It only works yeah. as like a parry system thing, which is. I guess you could argue maybe ahead of its time in a certain way, but yeah, I don't like it, but it definitely is. And I mean, I think one thing too, that was actually nice about it is like, I played this game right after I finished Silent Hill downpour, like finished that turned around, booted this up. And Mm. it was really interesting because like I said in that episode, the fact that they don't tell you like what the weapons are that you can pick up kind of breaks the game. But in this game, not only do they tell you, they give you a little comparison chart that pops up. That's like, Oh, do you want this one? You know, instead of what you're holding and like, so it works. Like it does what, you know, it does what it says on the can, but like it's, it, it feels like shit. Like it feels very bad. You take a lot of unnecessary hits the combat's really clunky. I kind of felt like I was either just murdering fools or getting murdered. It was never that like 
back and forth that these games like this game and downpour and homecoming and it always feels like they're trying to put you into like a souls kind of thing where you're having a back and forth with an enemy and instead it was just like no he wins or i win it was it's like rock paper scissors you know yeah and that's really exacerbated by the fact that like there's no consistency with any of that stuff really like you kind of like at first you think you know how many hits a guy's going to take based off his model or his or her model. I guess, I guess occasionally they'll throw a female character model at you. Yeah. But usually you have like your small boy that like often with a big weapon, you can one hit yep. medium boy, big boy, occasional boss, but yeah. pretty quickly all that stops mattering and you can ha- you can fight six of the exact same thing back to back to back. And sometimes it's just like the it is almost like a boss fight. It's the longest dance you've ever been in. And then sometimes you walk up to him and you hit him in the head and they just fall over. Yeah. And yeah. It's super inconsistent. Yeah. There's grading on all the weapons, but like it's just in, it's in relevance to what you're holding. Yeah. And not like an actual numbered or like lettered system of how much damage or how fast it's going to be or whatever. So it's hard to keep track of any of that stuff and you kind of just end up using whatever feels the best and that's kind of yeah. all you can do like if you have yeah, any yeah. hope of actually getting a feel for combat in the game you're just gonna have to use what feels good to you because even right. the guns are shitty because yeah. you can't you can't aim them there's no reticle there's no iron sights there's nothing you just have a gun and you have to hope you point it the right direction and the big problem with that is you don't pick up ammo in this game yeah, you get the you get the ammo in the gun, and when it's out of ammo, you flip the gun upside down and use it as a melee weapon, which kind of rocks. Yeah, pistol whipping dudes is a high point for me. Actually, that's a that's a plus. That's Beating a, plus. a guy with a rifle butt until it snaps in half is <laughs> kind of cool in a shitty like. Oh, isn't it so fucked up that you beat the shit out of this guy with this thing? Yeah. <laughs> and you can if you had because you can also toggle between those functions, which I didn't learn until chapter eight. Yeah, but you can just at will flip it because I was just like, oh, I need this med pack, and I would <laughs> I would shoot the glass out of it. Oh, I was I would always kick. The kick is the- well. That's the thing. I forgot you could kick, and I forgot you had a taser until she gives you the super taser. Oh, dude, the taser is <laughs> bullshit, though. The taser is so hard to use. No, the super taser rocks because it recharges really fast. Yeah. So like you can you can hit a dude with it and then just go one tap him and then and literally the super the super taser charges faster than your fucking stamina meter does. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So this game has some <laughs> of this, this game has some of the same bullshit quirks as the 360 Silent Hill games. And especially as Silent Hill downpour, one of them is like the most bullshit stamina bar that makes no sense. Uh, it, it recharges really slow. It depletes really fast. Um, there's some things that you can't run over. Like you can't run on stairs, but it'll still deplete your stamina if you're sprinting on the stairs. So you're like sprinting and depleting stamina, but not actually going faster. Uh, horrible. It's, it's just so frustrating. Um, and oh God, what was the other thing I was thinking of? I totally lost my, I, I totally lost my train of thought. Just like, 
getting frustrated mm-hmm. about like wa- like slowly walking up the fucking stairs. Oh yeah, and the other thing is like yeah, the the fact that the weapon like the weapons are so weird and inconsistent and you can't actually see if you're picking up like a good weapon or a bad weapon. It basically ends up with you using the same two weapons that you like for the whole game. So in this game for me, it was like, obviously I was going to use any gun that I picked up when that was done. I was going to get small pipe. And then other than small pipe, it's like kick dude. The kick is extremely underrated. You can get a lot done with a kick. The other thing I love about the kick is that the kick shows you how chonky your character model is because like okay hold up though your leg is so tiny like we kept being like oh man these real chonkers real chonker hours but like the thing is it's just that everyone has giant pants. Rosa has giant pants. She looks exactly the same. You're extremely wide. Your Dude, I character think I'm is pretty sure that wide. the Rosa character model is the same as the um what's his name? I don't is know. Is his name Ethan? <laughs> is his name is it is. His name is fucking Ethan too. That sucks. Um <laughs> Okay. Literally, I'm pretty sure Ethan and her's character model are the same. They just swap the heads out. Uh, I don't think that's true. Your man's she, is very She is thick. so broad and like she has like like they look the way I look when I dress for work. <laughs> yeah, Cause no. Because sure. I just have these honking like Carhartt lined pants because it's so cold and like they're yeah. just huge on me. Like I look like a yeah. fucking new metal clown. Yeah, dude. What is up with the legs of Carhartt pants? Why are they so fucking wide? Well, I like wanted to get the nicer ones that look a little more slim, but like they're not lined. And I was like, no, nah, I need some fucking warm britches. Yeah, the Duluth uh, Duluth Trading Company ones are are better in the fits. Look, she, no, they are the same. Look at this woman. She is just wide. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I thought Copy the image. I thought that the pro tag looked wider, but I will say whenever he kicks, <laughs> Look at yeah, that. no, she's thick as hell. And also her hair, dude. Okay. We have to talk about this. So, so like the graphics in this game for the environments and even some of the enemy character models are like surprisingly great for a game from 2005. But then when it zooms out for cutscenes, they're horrible. Like the character models are hilarious, dude. Dude, Doom 3 on the Xbox looked better than this. And I, because so many of the reviews bring up how like next gen this game looked. And I'm like, Doom 3 looked better than this. Like, I think maybe the textures were a little muddier in that game. But like, if you play like, if you just play it on PC or something where it's just like the textures are clean, it looks better than this game. Sure. But I'm just saying, uh, this game looks surprisingly good. It's from 2005. Some of the environments look really good. It's pretty clean. Yeah, Doom 3 looks better. But at the time, Doom 3 was like mind blowing. Doom 3 was the best looking game I had ever seen when it came and out. Twilight Princess looked better than this. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say so. But a lot of that's up to design. I think this game still looks pretty good. I'll well, say I think that. that's part of my problem is that like the design of this game overall. Like there's. Yeah. Every everyone like all like all the textures are really bland everyone's like like ill detailed and chonky all of the environments look the same like you didn't even know that three of the levels were separate you just you're in the same building yeah it was actually the couple times i had to use a walkthrough uh it was really hard to find where i was because okay you mentioned earlier but i played so there's 10 chapters in the game i think i played up to chapter nine 
And then I was just so frustrated that I just watched a video of the rest of the game. I mostly just wanted to see the rest of the cutscenes and see how the story ended. You actually played mm-hmm. the whole game. And yeah, yeah the couple times that I got frustrated, I went to the walkthrough to to for guidance and I couldn't actually figure out where I was in the game because every environment's the same. It's just gray and dark. They're all indoors for the most part. Um, you spend a lot of time in the sewers and then you end up in buildings that are so trashed that they don't look that different from the sewers. This game really is like, like if I was really trying to go in on this game and just prove my point that I used to make about how the seventh gen sucked, this game gives me all the ammo. It's every stereotype mm-hmm. about like seventh gen games, like wrapped up in the one. Rough. Yeah. Dude, the like the weird shift in in and out of bloom that this game did, like for no reason that I could discern, is wild. Like I was just talking to Rosa in the library in that section, and like in the middle of that conversation, it changes from bloom to no bloom back to bloom. Like as you're like approaching her, talking to yeah. her, and then leaving with her, like it shifts, and I just don't know why. I mean, the cutscenes in this game are horrible. Uh, oh, everything yeah. about them is bad, but mostly like the visuals and the visual direction. Like, yeah, it, it zooms out of first person for no reason. Like this was before, I guess, everyone realized that they should just do what Half-Life 2 did and never pull you mm-hmm. out of first person. So they pull you never out. Never pull and- out, baby. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, I had to get one in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you apparently really did get one in there. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like, so it zooms out and you see the character models. The character models look horrible. The direction of these cutscenes is horrible. And it's actually frustrating because as you're playing, a fair amount of the gameplay is basically a cutscene that's semi playable. Like, you have to just stand in one place while someone Mm -hmm. talks to you on a phone. Yeah, the walk and talk, dude. You're, well, you can't walk. They put you in a real tiny a, bin. A lot of the times you can walk really slowly, but it's within a confined like circle. So it's even worse than the like Gears of War walk and talk. Yeah, exactly. Or the Alan Wake one. Like it's definitely the worst of these like 100%. And so like you're already dealing with that and then it pulls you into a cutscene, and it's like it's pretty bad. The only fun is is realizing just how like dummy thick your character is. And also, yes, once again, when you kick you see that you have tiny little mm-hmm. stubby legs and I love it. I laughed every time and I kicked like a thousand <laughs> times. Cause like you have to break <laughs> open. Uh, well, this is actually another thing about gameplay um, is that like they really stick to this. Once again, I don't know what other word to describe it besides like quasi realistic or like wannabe realistic inventory system. And this is the same thing that Silent Hill downpour did. I don't know why this was such a thing at this time. I guess people were trying to like, innovate in gameplay and this was their big idea but like you can't carry anything so you can't pick up ammo for guns which is the most ridiculous thing in the game but also like you can't carry health packs so instead there's just like a ton of health packs around the level at like stationary places you have to break them open and then you can use them it's i guess it's an idea sure but like it's so frustrating because you just keep backtracking to use the health packs and it's just adding on to your playtime for no reason and Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's very dumb yeah so the big a big problem with that is they they kind of create those like loop back areas like this so not everything is totally fucking linear But, like, it is such a fucking hassle to move around the space. 
you yeah. walk really slow. You can only sprint for like four or five seconds before you have to give your meter 20 seconds to recharge. Yeah. Like maybe there's an area to go find a, a hidden item to pick up because this game has that. But like the game does nothing to telegraph you know, which way you need to go. So you don't know if the way you're going, is going to like trigger a locking door or like a door locking behind you. So maybe you can't even go back. And maybe when you finally find the thing you need to open one of those like mystery doors, it's just so far behind you. Like it's a nightmare to travel back to. Right. And then sometimes it is just like you bust open this door and it's just some health packs and you're like, maybe I'll need these. And (laughs) if you're really unlucky, occasionally you're going to need them. And then you have to take five minutes just to get back there to get the health pack. Yeah. (laughs) Because you can't carry it because they're trying to create a weird, like they're arbitrarily creating like ammo scarcity type attention that horror games had before this, I guess. But they weren't this bad. It, like it, they did a really clumsy job of trying to replicate that with this like no inventory thing. Even though this dude's carrying like forty cubic feet of forensic gear on him and yeah. his little bat, his little satchel. Well, and all that ass. Oh, for sure. Like it's all leg in those pant legs. Those aren't just big <laughs> pants. Those are those are slim fit pants. I saw him kick. <laughs> I saw him kick, boy. I saw him fucking extend fully that shit, dude. That was tonky. Yeah. <laughs> and like the thing with the bullets, I guess, is just another like, oh, no, it's just what you get, baby. You got to survive out here, which kind of works at first because guns are pretty uncommon. Yeah. But then like in the late game, whole levels are just built around you having a bunch of guns. And at that point, it's just like if I got to fight 20 guys in like a, a, an arena style thing, just just give me ammo. Yeah, like, for sure. It's a weird, it's a weird choice that like they abandoned while still keeping at yeah. various points in the game. It's really clumsy. Yeah, for sure. And it it gives the game a weird feeling. And and like I don't know. There's so many design choices in this game that are like, on the one hand, you're like, oh, that doesn't really feel like a horror game. But on the other hand, it's like, well, they made it specifically so it would be a horror game. Like I think the choice to not let you hold on to a gun and shoot guys is specifically so that it feels like a horror game with that scarcity you're talking about and like with that survival element you know woven into the game but it's also just like well this is kind of making this a bad video game yeah you know it's kind of everything is like that like it feels like all the bad parts of this game were an intentional design choice to make it more of a traditional horror game. And yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't pan out at all. Yeah. It's weird though, too, because like it still doesn't fully feel like horror. Like this is definitely yeah. a horror game. It's definitely a horror game. It has a super dark atmosphere. The presentation is a hundred percent horror, like with the music, the way the environments look, all that stuff. But like blood in the showers. (laughs) There's all sorts of blood and all sorts of showers. And like Mm. but at the same time, like so the other big aspect of the game that starts off as a gameplay thing and then we'll talk about as a story thing is that this is like a police procedural which is not like exactly a traditional horror form, you know? And like you said it earlier, you nailed it where it's like, it feels like a corny nineties police procedural gets in, you know, maybe late nineties, early two thousands. Cause there's like CSI, all the law and order spinoffs, all that shit. But that's like, 
that's exactly what this game is. Like that is the wheelhouse. And so it's really weird when it like pivots into being this horror thing, which it does sometimes because it's like, well, a lot of this game is just straight up CSI. Yeah, you pull out your your black light or your UV light or whatever, and you've got your Ghostbusters um, green goo uh, thingy, green light yeah. thingy that looks like a space laser uh, tube yeah. gun. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Occasionally, well, you get to pull dude. out your Silent Hill radio to find bird carcasses to add to your collection. <laughs> okay, so this is the other big part of the gameplay. The other big gameplay element here is that it's a police procedural like crime scene investigation game and the way that that works is basically you'll walk into a place and you'll get a little notification that you can pull out a tool and so you have one main tool that's like your yeah Ethan whatever his name is he's the tool yeah he's the tool yeah he he kicks his little stubby legs out and he pulls out this like ray gun and then the ray gun can tell him where the evidence is and then he has to pull out (laughs) other tools to collect the evidence (laughs) So then, yeah, like you said, he can't carry a gun, (laughs) but he has like 15 fucking giant CSI tools. But then here's the best part is that all the tools somehow direct like Neuralink to (laughs) his his homie back at the, like his correspondent. He pulls out his Nokia with Snake on it, and he's like, yo, I'm, like, DMing you these, like, DNA files that I got off of a green light scanner or whatever the fuck. But that's what I was going to say is that he sends it all to her on a fucking Nokia. (laughs) Yeah, that, like, has, like, a real-time, like, crazy pixel density screen somehow. Like, he's, like, he's, like, FaceTiming her on a fucking Nokia bar phone. It's, It's, that that is my favorite thing about like works of media from the like the the aughts is like smartphones weren't a thing yet yeah so stuff like this would basically just turn the phones we had then into smartphones basically yeah like the way that the James Bond movies would be like here's his Sony Ericsson but it had like a full computer inside of it right and like I yeah like that is a vibe that I can appreciate well, say what you yeah. will about everything else but I kind of love the like he's just like with all of his fucking tools that just yeah. like do one scan and they're like yeah we can tell what blood type he is and I'm just like okay and yeah. then he pulls out his phone that's a Nokia and he's just like hey I sent you the stuff and then she's like I got it already it yeah. literally automatically like within one second just instantaneously she's got the data and I'm like it's not even that fast now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean this game is definitely a product of its time and like that is probably the most like specifically dated thing about it but like I guess like I also did start to think and I'm definitely thinking now about how like if you played this game when it came out this stuff was like amazing like having a game that was basically a first person shooter that had all these like slower non-combat sections that had like all this recorded dialogue in it and shit and like I kind of get like why people were so blown away by it especially because this is a launch title so like 
people were buying a 360 and then buying this game like what what were the other launch titles was it like gears of war was the big launch title um let me double check i used to actually know this by heart because i was like obsessed with getting an xbox <laughs> um, yeah cameo a madden game mutant storm nba 2k nba live need for speed nhl perfect arc zero that's a quality game right there uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, Project Gotham Racing 3, Quake 4, Ridge Racer 6, Tiger Woods, PGA Tour, and Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. That's actually a lot of games. I didn't realize it launched with that many. The launch of the 360, uh, it didn't launch with like a bunch of big system seller games. The way that they got ahead that console generation was that they beat the PlayStation 3 in every numbers game they could. It came out like a whole year before Mm. the PS3. It was uh, noticeably cheaper than the PS3. And so it came out without like any sort of big system seller. But within the first year, it got a lot of its like really notable games. The biggest one being Gears of War. Because that was like when I so my brother-in-law got a 360 and at that time I was working at a video game store so like I remember this era very well because I was working at a video game store Um, and like I remember the games that I personally wanted to play on the system and that I did end up buying or borrowing and playing it was like gears of war was number one because it was like if you had a 360 you had to play gears of war everybody was talking about it so much that you just had to play it then there was like um, elder scrolls uh, which I think Skyrim was the one, uh, the no, first one on ob- there. Oblivion was Oblivion. That's right. Oh yeah, Skyrim is the one I haven't played. For, That's a yeah. first one for that generation before anyone fucking starts losing their shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Elder Scrolls Four was was for that generation. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of Morrowind, so I really wanted to play Oblivion. I was hyped, but it was like it was like Gears of War, Oblivion. Later, it was like Bioshock, and if you're a horror fan. Like Condemned was one of those big early 360 games. It was like, yeah, that launch list is at least like pretty. It kind of covers a lot of bases, most bases. Yeah, but it doesn't have like a strong like RPG or anything. But for the most part, there's at least like a game or two that I think a- anyone would have found a couple of games to get with it at launch. Yeah, for sure. But so like Condemned was a big deal because it was a horror game, but it was also just like a different kind of video game altogether because it's like a first person horror game that's not a first person shooter. It has these long like uh, narrative sections, but it's not an adventure game. Like I get why people were excited about it. I get why there was a lot of hype. I mean, I personally didn't play it at that time because I remember playing a few minutes of it at work because we had a demo 360 and I remember being like, what's this about? And it was slow one day and I played it like 10 minutes of it at work. And I was like, this kind of looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I just like, didn't really want to play it, but I was so curious about it because it's like the big horror game from that time. And so like, I get why people were blown away by it. And even like us talking about there's some really funny and like fun stuff in this game to talk about, but then like playing it now, it just has Mm -hmm. not aged well. Like, and I think the story also gets into a big reason why it just has not aged well, you know? 
Yeah, looking at reviews for it, like uh, one of the main points of criticism really seemed to be like the story kind of going like that. People complain it didn't really go anywhere because it kind of doesn't. But like no one really talks about like the reasons it honks. But like people were pretty like positive on everything else. And it's I do get what you're saying to a degree of like you kind of have to be in the shoes of someone at the launch of that console. But at the same time, like reading reviews for it and reading like people describe the combat as like visceral and engaging. I'm like, but it's not even by 2005 standards. It's really clunky. It's imprecise. It's not really fun. And I don't, you know, this, that was kind of the beginning of that weird paid reviews era, which I know was kind of a buzz phrase. For a long time, like people would just say it the second they didn't agree with a review, but like there was enough proof that that was going around at the time. That was kind of when video games started becoming a real mainstream like product that could be sold and not just like a niche interest or like a toy. Right. So there was more incentive for like advertise this game on your website, give it a good review, we'll slide you some some money. Yeah, that was a that was a real a thing that happened then, and I'm not accusing anyone of having done that in this time. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you could play this game and be like, it's a nine out of ten flawless experience or whatever. <laughs> but then you get to like the part where they have to break down their numbered score, and like everything they're saying, I'm like, this is definitely the sort of shit you say when a game is like average, not like exceptional. So it's kind of weird yeah. to see. Even weirder to see the number of just like users who are like, this is my favorite horror game. I'm like, damn, dude, have you only played two horror games? (laughs) Is it like the only video game you played before this was the Boss Baby video game? And you're like (laughs) getting huge Boss Baby vibes from this. This is like Boss Baby, but significantly (laughs) better, actually. (laughs) Like, I just don't, I don't get like, like, you know I love some hot garbage, especially when it comes to this generation. So, like, I can put my feet in a lot of shoes, you know? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's hard to do it for this one after playing the entire thing and uh, probably, like, four sittings, I think. I'd be, yeah. I mean, I played through it pretty quickly. I mean, well, it's like I said, like, I kind of get it just because, like, if it's a thing from that time that you're nostalgic for... I totally get it. And it's just like with, I think that's what's going on a lot with Silent Hill 4. Like when I replayed it, I was kind of shocked. I was like, man, this game kind of sucks. But people like ride super hard for that game. And obviously it's a much better game than Condemned Criminal Origins. I'm not trying to compare the two. Yeah, it's a more cohesive game for sure. I I do think there's something going on right now. Let me me go on a little tangent here for a second. I've lately felt like I've been losing my mind. (laughs) <laughs> um, because I keep seeing people and whether that's just users on the internet or people on YouTube writers for sites that I generally not like, but I read, I put up with like Polygon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been this big push to go back to around this time. Let's say the late nineties to mid two thousands and just say that everything from that time that you're nostalgic for is like a hidden gem. And I think some of that is just normal nostalgia, but now it's like getting so intense that I feel like I'm being gaslit by like the whole fucking internet. (laughs) Cause like it's driving me crazy. It's I'll give you a couple examples. All right. And this is okay. So here we go. All right. 
are you ready, Justin? Are you ready for me to lose all the all the patrons and all the listeners? Let me just do it. This I'm is the episode. Really, where dude, if you haven't lost them all by now, between some season one antics and some season two antics, like I think you okay. I think you can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay, well here it goes. One of the big ones, and people kept asking me to to play this, and I told a couple people in messages, I was like, you know, I'm gonna play this because like. I remember really liking this game back in the day and I tried it and I hated it. And then I saw so many essays and videos and I even watched a relatively long video of, of a dude rhapsodizing about how this game is secretly amazing. Mm. Shadow man. Mm. I know. I it's just remember that bad. game being kind of honky, not like white people honky, but maybe, I don't know. But No, the characters are, are mostly black, sorry. It's definitely <laughs> honk central as far as I remember. <laughs> well, yeah, so I loved it like when I was a kid, and then like when I tried to play it again, I was like, this is everything I don't like about this era. Like the the bad controls, the bad platforming, the just boring like endless exploration. It's kind of that fake open world thing that mm-hmm. like I like in Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. That's like a boring, shitty game that I personally enjoy and like have enjoyed multiple times, even as an adult. Like that game's got swag, though. So that's fair. Yeah. But like Shadow Man is like that. But like, it's just not good. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, I was kind of upset because like, People were telling me to play it, people in the Discord, people in DMs, and it's like, you know, I I love and respect y'all, but like, man, that game, I couldn't do it. And it just reminded me of that era and all the stuff I really disliked about that era. But I saw it again, too, with like another game that was kind of similar. And it was just like, people were just like, oh my God, like this game is such a hidden gem. And I just... I don't know. I think at a certain point you have to be real with people. Like if you want to jump out the window and say there is something good in this game, there is something inherently good that you can appreciate in this game. That's one thing. I say that all the time. I mean, I just did an episode about how Silent Hill Downpour is good. And I even said in the episode, I bet (laughs) 90% of people will not get halfway through this game because the combat sucks so bad. You know what I mean? I mean, I defended Homecoming, so I feel you. Yeah, but it's like you have to be real about like, oh, like parts of this game suck. Oh, I remember mm-hmm. what game was. It was uh, Alice, the American McGee, Alice in Wonderland. Game. I have never played that, but I know it's on PC and I've like almost bought it a bunch because yeah, it's it was like, definitely in a time where like platformers were extremely uncommon on PC, like 3D platformers like that, or at least yeah. I think it's a 3D platformer. I don't know. And I kept thinking uh, about buying it and I just never did. So I've never played it. So, okay, that game is like vibes 100 gameplay zero. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> yeah, amazing, man. amazing vibes, but it's literally just like quake two in third person. And the third person thing just makes it like pretty much unplayable to me. Like it's just so weird. Like it's so difficult and janky and I, I hate the way it controls. And like that was so weird, like to see people just being like, this is a masterpiece. And it's like, okay hold on (laughs) like i get this is a cool game this is a game that has a lot of things about it that are appreciable but like jumping out the window and just saying it's amazing and not mentioning like how it's like super not fun to play is just it's weird to me and it's like sweeping the internet right now like people are desperate for 2000s era nostalgia and i get it like the earth is dying we are more fucked than we've ever been like 
I love 2000s era nostalgia, but like, come on, you know what I mean? Like they're to a point, you know, at a certain point, it just becomes ridiculous. For what it's worth, I think the one that I was going to get was the sequel, which is a slightly more recent game that might be better. I don't know. Well, the funny thing is, if you look at the reviews of that game, people are actually honest about it. And they're like, yo, Vibes 100 gameplay zero. Yeah, but I live in Vibes 100 gameplay zero, <laughs> apparently. That's just yeah. like my zone. <laughs> so, I mean, you might, you might like it. And I'm not saying it. Like, I used to love uh, American McGee's Alice when I was a kid. Once again, I know that if I boot it up right now, because I've tried to play it as an adult, I know that if I boot it up right now, I would have such a hard time playing it. I would not mm-hmm. have a good time. And so it's like, I think there's some of that going on with a lot of stuff from this era where people are just really, really desperate to like be like, yeah, it's really good. And it's like, I get why, because it's nostalgic. You spend a lot of time with it. You want to have that justified. But the truth is you don't need to have it justified. Nobody has to justify your own taste for you. If you like it, you like it. If you had a good time, you had a good time. Like, I mean, yeah, Monica said in the discord, we just watched that peacemaker show. It's a fucking DC comic starring John Cena. Guess what? It's awesome. I loved it. I don't need anyone to justify that for me. The Suicide Squad reboot movie was like very fun. Oh, dude. Okay. We watched um, the original, uh, not Mm. the Suicide Squad. So we watched Mm -hmm. that as a group to like goof on it. And we did because it's a super funny movie. But then we got together to watch the sequel expecting to goof on it. And we were all pretty much just like in stunned silence for most of the movie. Like... Yo, this is like good. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a fun, like, stupid good, good. summer blockbuster popcorn movie. Like it, it's pretty good. Yeah, the it's actually very solid. Yeah, uh, the TV show Peacemaker is actually even better. It's like the yeah. same vibe, but it's even better. Um, Tight. But yeah, it's like you don't need anyone to justify your choices or your taste for you. Like you don't need to feel one way or another about my opinion on this game if you really like this game. I'm just here to to tell you what I think in a way that I hope is like entertaining, you know, I don't I know. Think it's, maybe yeah. like for once, like a, in a cruel twist of fate, like I'm you, like I'm here to be like, no, <laughs> this, this kind of isn't good. And I can't allow people to say it, is. <laughs> which yeah. I'm also not intentionally doing, you know, well, I mean, for sure. I'm in, I'm in the discord every time someone says dark souls being like armored core. And apparently they're finally <laughs> making a new one, but I'm sure it's I'll happening. play it and be like, Oh, this sucks actually. Yeah. I mean, not to, not to <laughs> be you being me being you, but uh, if you go back, if you go back and play armored core is not as good as you remember it being. <laughs> yeah, I know that's why I don't play it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I could guess that honestly, I'd guess that. I just so, function like, off the nostalgia, dude. I'm not buying yeah. any copies of that game mainly because they're expensive as hell. I just, yeah. I'm like, I'll buy win back for $10. Oh, <laughs> win, win back. Now there's a fucking video game right there, mm-hmm. boy. Uh, but Johnny Johnny Cougar, whatever his name is. Yeah, I think like one the, thing the the team's called like Doodoo or something. Like they're <laughs> I forget. It's something stupid. It's like a porn name, basically. They're like Doo-doo? SWAT acronym equivalent. It's it's yeah. wild. <laughs> Hard cock spelled like basically H R D K O K. I'm gonna look. <laughs> yeah, we do need. It's to know. like it's. It is like I said, I read it out of the manual to Brent and Brent just started cackling like it is dumb <laughs> as hell. It's like uh, thrusty. <laughs> what is it? Give me the, the plot synopsis. 
Scat. It's fucking scat. <laughs> no, it's not. Special covert action team scat. Oh, that rock. And the terrorist group is called the Crying Lions. Oh, no. Jean-Luc Cougar is the name of the protagonist. <laughs> Quick, we're going to need Scat to get all over his chest. <laughs> and it is and it is spelled J-E-A-N-L-U-C, of course. That rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah. man. Anyway. That rules. But... <laughs> Oh, okay. One thing about this game that is bad, and I and I know that everyone who likes this game knows it's bad because if you go to the Steam page, one of the top reviews, and it's echoed in many other reviews, is best hobo killing simulator. God damn and it! Yeah. Here we here's go. the thing: this game has some big thematic problems. Let's but talk about it. Let's ease into it like a shoehorn into a well broken in leather loafer. Here's the deal. Uh, a couple years ago, everybody on the internet learned the term copaganda. And suddenly, that term was being massively overused. But let's talk about the term copaganda because it's kind of helpful in understanding this game. So, essentially, around the time that people were reckoning with the fact that police violence is a real and horrible thing that we as a nation need to deal with, a bunch of people started realizing hey, do you think that maybe the fact that we all grew up watching all these shows where the police were heroes blinded us to the fact that the police in real life are villains? And the answer, although it's complicated, I think the simple answer is yeah, of course. Like, that's part of it, and that's a problem. So people started going back and looking at older media and saying, hey, like, is this copaganda? Hey, is this (laughs) copaganda? And, you know, I think that's a much more complicated question and I think that's a complicated undertaking to try and like survey old media. I'm not even sure if it's always worth it because as I've said many times on this show, sometimes when you go back in time and you look at something through the lens of today, it doesn't end up actually being helpful because like you're trying to hold it to different standards and it was being held Mm -hmm. to at the time. That's definitely something I feel about a lot of stuff. So like we were watching Dexter and like all the main characters on Dexter are police, right? Like Dexter is a crime scene analyst. There's a couple other crime scene analysts on the show. Everyone, you know, the whole rest of the cast are like detectives, right? And so we were kind of talking about it. And it's like, I do think that there's a difference between something that's like trying to portray situations that like beat cops get in and like justifying the use of police violence and something that's like a detective story because like detective fiction is kind of like its own separate genre that's been around forever and that has its own like problematic tropes and things that are like super fucked up and and wrong but at the same time i think that like detective fiction is so deeply woven into like especially like western culture but not just western culture that like it's it, that's a hard one to just be like okay we just have to abandon detective fiction because it's like well I mean, I, I'm on board because I'm not like the biggest fan of it. But at the same time, I get why that's not going to happen. And also, I love Dexter. So you can't take away Dexter. I need Dexter. <laughs> um, but so I think that was an interesting thing that people were doing. When you look at a game like Condemned, I thought of that whole issue immediately because technically in Condemned, you don't play as a police officer. You play as an FBI agent who is immediately stripped of his qualifications. So you're just playing as a vigilante. But that actually makes the game's like outlook and political stance even worse. 
Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. In this game, you basically play as a guy who is an FBI agent who hunts serial killers, who discovers that there's a serial killer who kills other serial killers, Dexter, who is somehow the villain in this game and not the hero, like in a much superior work, the television show Dexter, Showtime original series, Dexter. Um, and so, please. Uh, uh, hello, Showtime. Where's my check? I love Dexter. Even just a Dexter hat. You got a Dexter hat? I'd wear a Dexter hat. But I wanted to call you back and tell you that you have got cruelties and I am in love with Dexter. 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 In the, so in this game, you're an FBI agent who hunts serial killers. You find out that there's a serial killer who kills serial killers who's framed you. So the FBI thinks that you've gone rogue. You're immediately stripped of your qualifications and you're hunted by the FBI. So you play the rest of the game as a vigilante. However, <sighs> the game is set inside a nameless city that mm-hmm. is filled with quote unquote addicts who are just mm-hmm. homeless people who there isn't even a subplot. It like in mm-hmm. um what you know uh, another fa- actually a very famous piece of right wing propaganda uh, the Dark Knight uh, by what's his name the Miller uh you know the Frank Miller the Frank Miller very yeah. famous and beloved piece of right wing propaganda look it up in that one there's a subplot about like oh they're all on this crazy drug or like there's some game that we played not that long ago where there's a subplot about people taking a drug that turns them into monsters or whatever but in this game they're just like normal people and as this game goes on it just like distorts them for no apparent they're not normal people they're on kratom dude (laughs) okay but like in the beginning they're they're like people and then they slowly become like monsters as the game progresses but there's like the only thing that changes is like how long you've had your head dunked into this weird ideological hell (laughs) what's really unclear with that is like at first, they are just dudes, but some of them have, like, really fucked up faces. Yeah. Like, they've been chewing their own face off, or, like, they wear really weird ski masks that look like they're just soaked with blood. Sure. But then you, they start working in, like, oh, these are the sewer people that are a little more, like, decomposed and, like, rabid. And yeah. then you get the ones that are, like... And like they look like the the seat the sleep deprivation creepy pasta. Yeah. They look like those things. And then you and then you circle back and like the regular people are there. Yeah. And it's just like a mix, and it's never really explained like, is this just what happens to you slowly over time as you stay addicted to this quote unquote drug? Yeah. I, like what is any of it? And you know, of course the story attempts to go some places by the end so you can make some assumptions, but like at no point do they really deal with it. They just constantly refer to all the people as like bad people or whatever. They never, they they oddly never say addicts or like homeless or anything like that. It's just always no. Just like, they they actually say addicts. Oh, do they? they? S- is that just at the beginning? Because I feel like after the beginning, they're very much just like yeah, the bad people in the bad part of town doing awful, terrible, very bad things. 
Yeah, like, they drop it, but like early on, they keep saying addicts. And that was actually really funny to me because it was like, well, you have a retrograde enough worldview that you just refer to anyone doing a bad thing as an addict. And you're also like, yeah, they keep talking about like, this is the bad part of town. This is the worst part of town. And everything's it sounds like, like it's just a fun. bad city because it's like you go to 90 <laughs> different places and all of it's run it's down and exploded yeah. and graffitied. And yeah, it's just littered with people who apparently want to kill you yeah but also everyone else all the time they just want to murder everybody yeah it's just funny though that they keep saying addicts in the beginning because it's like well you have a retrograde enough worldview that you just blame them for everything but you're also like pc enough that you won't use a slur like junkie or something you could argue as a slur you know and it's like it's really weird you know what it reminded me of is when i first moved into the city of minneapolis uh and like some of my friends from the suburbs would come and visit me and they would always be like so scared they're like i can't believe you live here oh my god and it's like what do you think goes on here the answer is condemned <laughs> criminal origins that's what they thought i was doing all night like they thought i was beating people with uh, with small pipe and then trade it for large pipe the pipes that you just rip out of the walls because apparently you're super powered <laughs> yeah. as we find out it's just so it's so funny like i don't think i don't think this game is like right-wing propaganda i don't think this game is like I, I don't even know i don't think this game is even serious or should be taken seriously but it's just so funny that's like this is what like old people in the suburbs and really sheltered teens like think it's like to go into the city and it's yeah. so it's so funny and in that way i actually thought like looking at this game through that lens of like is this propaganda or is this right-wing propaganda? I think this game is worse on that scale than something like the Showtime original series Dexter because at least in Dexter, they're not like constantly trying to reinforce this one like specific worldview. But in this game, they go on and on about how shitty these addicts are and how yeah. bad a part of town it, you're in. And it's mostly um, Rosa, the like forensics lady that like you talk to on your phone when you, you zap over some... Uh, you zip disk her some some forensic information. Yeah, Rosa is our problematic queen, and she definitely has the For Karen sure. haircut, the unhinged Karen haircut to match it. Well, it looks like no, it look, yeah, it looks like a like a Karen like finally had like a mental break and just like cut her own hair with like some rusty scissors. That's what her <laughs> hair looks like. She it's got mental. kicked out of Walmart for not wearing a mask and just lost it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's yeah, like, I, like the whole thing is very, it's very much written by, it feels like it's written by someone who either hasn't written a lot or they had zero experience <laughs> with horror and yeah. they were like, I want to do one of those because I watched a movie or read a book or whatever. Seven. The movie was seven. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like that was the second listed influence for them. Yeah. And I get like, I don't, you know, it. it's very clear they wanted a sandbox to play in, quote unquote, and they just kind of clumsily arrived at an excuse to give you a region where you were just kind of, you know, not free to do whatever, but, you know, y y it would loosely justify the, where the story needed to go, kind of. Yeah. Which like big plot hole, the FBI is hunting you the whole time. You always on that phone. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that phone tracking existed before like the iPhone nine or eight or whatever. So oh, like, yeah. 
how how they not find this fool? He never turned that thing off. Yeah, for sure. Very sussy. Yeah, I I honestly There's I actually know. a lot of plot holes when you really start factoring in like how this dude's supposed to be like super strong, like super resilient, all like super smart, has like mild clairvoyance, but like he he can't just smash a window or climb over a chair until he suddenly is like, Hey, I need to get through here. I'm going to rip out this caged window completely from its frame. Just, just knock it the fuck out. Yeah. Well, it's also like they, another weird choice they made was like removing a lot of like quality of life stuff from first person shooter games, which once again, I'm assuming is just to make it, more like horror but yeah like why can't i crouch <laughs> crouch would change the game like the the environments are so like lame and linear and like they they force you into a path in like the dumbest ways like i know you talked about like when we did the fatal frame thing of like the classic survival horror like it's a desk and you can't possibly go past it you better find a way around like right. there's just an ass load of that here. And I feel like you could have kept the level design almost exactly the way it is. Gotten rid of those parts, shifted some of the quote unquote puzzling a little bit. So it wasn't just like you go around the stack of desks to go find a weapon to bust open a door to just get yeah. around that. Like you could restructure some of that and like kind of flesh out the collectibles side item stuff a little more and then give your character some actual traversal abilities or anything like increase the walk speed crouching you know climbing over stuff whatever and like you'd have a more compelling game like in between all the story because that's the thing if you beeline through this game and know where to go I think you could actually beat it in like three hours yeah it's it's pretty quick because I I took about seven to beat it and I I sort of looked for the birds and the little metal plates and stuff I didn't try super hard because I I was trying to beat it but you know I, I I gave it a shot and I think that like you would have a more compelling game if you gave people some freedom to like actually explore a little bit instead of always trying to be like, isn't this creepy? Isn't it scary how you have to go to the basement? I'm like, not really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like, it ultimately is like kind of a confused game. It's confused about its own identity just cause like it's very influenced by David Fincher. Yeah. Like overall, it's got that mix of police procedural and horror but it kind of hits them in totally different ways and it ends up just being kind of a mishmash and all of the, I guess, more horror game type stuff. So like the narrative sections, the crime scene investigation sections and all that stuff uh, just kind of falls flat. The combat falls flat because it's missing so many you know things you would need for it to actually be like usable. And yeah, it ends up just being this weird like mishmash and especially I guess like once the plot kicks up in the later part and they try to sort of prove that there's a supernatural component to it, you know, they're like, Oh, by the way, like ghosts are real. By the time you get there, it's just like, this makes no sense. They ain't even ghosts. They like the way, you know, it's bad is I don't think they ever actually tell you what the cult or whatever is called spoiler cult. But like when I read the Wikipedia synopsis, this the, whoever wrote it is just constantly referring to them by name. And I'm like, they never told me the name of that group one single time. Yeah. 
or, yeah. or anything. Like, I'm just like, who's this guy? Oh, that's the guy. And then it's not even the guy. Yeah, he was a different guy. He just kind of looked like the guy. I said, I know I'm doing like a Seinfeld thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. But like, <laughs> no, that's like that. I mean, the pronoun game is like very, very uh, is very, very relevant here. Um, I guess you clarify that. Wow, that sounds like some weird bigoted stuff. People don't say the pronoun game. You know what? Do you know what I'm talking about though? Where it's like they just go. You're not ready for the pronoun the. game. <laughs> yeah. Do you you know it's like the bad writing trope where it's just like they are coming. You know, and it's just always basically. That. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically called they. Like that's how stupid and bland yeah. it is. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not trying to dunk on it super hard. No, no. Like the writing is really bad, and so like. uh the whole game, you're just like, so the game starts, you're you're chasing another, a guy who's almost as thick as you, but not quite as thick, so you know that he must I be mean, eliminated. he's pretty thick. He looks kind of like Wolverine from like the yeah. comics. He a big boy. Yeah. Very but in this, looking too. In this world, it's not much. You know what I mean? In this like, world, you're not as thick as me. <laughs> in a world where only the thickest survive. <laughs> That's why Rosa didn't die. Sorry, God, I keep spoiling everything. You're going to like bleep me out 80 times. <laughs> I'm just going to bleep this whole episode. Um, no, I mean, I mean, like, so in the beginning of the game, you're chasing this guy, the serial killer who kills serial killers, which once again, if you've seen Dexter, he's not the villain. He's fine. I like him. Um, but so you're chasing him. Well, that makes some things that happen later even worse if he's not the villain. Well, yeah. And then so there's a there's a mysterious man leading you in the story. Um, and so he kind of is untrustworthy. He's an unreliable narrator. You don't know what's going on with him, but then later in the game, it's like they lead you into this weird cult thing. And so throughout the game, this, the big supernatural element of the game, when you actually break it down is that you've been having these visions of like a weird monster that's like always perched on your shoulder or choking you or something. And it's kind of like, Oh, like, what are these visions? And at the end of the game, it's kind of like it's a supernatural entity that had been like possessing. I, th- I think if I'm understanding this correctly, it had been possessing the thick guy you've been chasing. But now it's possessing a different thick guy, which is you kind of. Is that like also what responsible is? for the all the basically the drug epidemic isn't really a drug epidemic it's just they like psycho mind fucked everyone into being yeah. like angry people who just erode into little sleep deprivation people or whatever yeah eggs on their heads you know i don't know well and the, the thing is yeah like let's talk about this for a second i think the problem here is like it's not necessarily a plotting or even a writing problem a hundred percent it's really a narrative design problem. And I'm thinking about that because I talked a lot about that in Silent Hill Downpour. And I never like defined what narrative design means or what I mean by it when I say it. But what I mean by it is like how a game integrates a story. So how is the story integrated into the game? When, where, and how are you given bits and pieces of the story? And how does it all come together? Like in this game that plot line is completely absent from the game like you spend hours talking to rosa about like analyzing samples from crime scenes like you're Mm -hmm. talking about like whose fingerprint that is whose blood sample is so it's just a simple manhunt like the whole game right like the whole game it's just okay we have to find the one-armed man and then suddenly at the end, it's like, there is no one-armed man. There's a giant conspiracy against all humans. <laughs> it's like, uh, what the fuck? 
yeah. Is, is this where we just get into the plot? I think I just did, right? What else is there to say? I just told yeah, you the whole okay. Well, you know, just for the sake of traditional podcasting and video game discussion structure. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's not a there's not a lot of setup here. It really is just like a pretty standard like who done it. Yeah. Where the who done it becomes like, oh, it's a serial killer who's he's going through your 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 caseload essentially. Yeah. And he's killing all the serial killers you were investigating. Of course, one of the major things is they say multiple times that most of the main characters' cases have gone cold. And right. that's the reason why he he like he's framed for killing these officers. And that's why they think he did it and it can't be a setup is because he hasn't solved anything. So he must have like done this to like to get a win. So this random dude finds all these people, though. He just finds them and kills them. Right. Uh, when you the most clairvoyant, super smart dude ever to grace the force couldn't do it. Right. And, you know, he's you're you're trying to track him down because he's the guy that framed you. And slowly he's killing everyone that you've been chasing after. Um, and it's like that. That's literally there's 10 chapters. And I think the f- one through eight, it's just all that. And starting with like chapter three, once a chapter, you get a, a scene where you get one of these weirdo, like <laughs> greasy, long haired men with the the dental apparatus that holds your mouth open (laughs) like screaming at you but you can't hear it it's one of those horror tropes of like it's screaming and just shaking really hard but you don't hear anything yeah Uh, Yeah. and then at the very end of the game they just try to drop all this insane shit on you which the first thing is you know they reveal that the old guy that's been just showing up out of nowhere and you're never like I'm gonna kill you man yeah like like this guy is the uncle of the serial killer you're chasing who then yeah. prompts you that he is simply under the control of something and that's why he did it all so you need to go take care of that right. don't kill his special you know precious boy and yeah, apparently it's a cult which you don't even find that out until the closing scene of the game right but you're just killing all these dudes and you think there was only one dude and you kill a bunch of them and then you get to an, uh, the actual real dude who looks different, but he's like the main dude for sure. Uh-huh. You kill him, and then as you're fleeing the whole situation, you are then confronted with a moral choice of killing the serial killer killer you've been chasing, which will get you shot in the head by his uncle, or you can let him go. I guess it doesn't matter because the guy shoots himself because he had a gun the whole time, even though he was locked (laughs) up in a trunk. That animation is so weird. When he pulls the gun, it looks like it just appears. There's a lot of janky animation in this game, but yeah, it's just, he's had a gun the whole time and he all of a sudden decides to kill himself. I guess there's no setup or anything, right? I guess you're just expected to be like, Oh, the madness left him and he feels regret for all the terrible things he did. (laughs) I don't know. They don't explain it. There's no setup. And then after that happens, it just fades to closing scene where you get a little bit of an explanation as to some of that stuff. And he's apparently been cleared of all the crimes somehow. (laughs) I guess they finally trusted the evidence, even though they were like, this isn't enough. We know you did it. Turn yourself in. 
Yeah. It's all very loose and they've just done and they've dumped all this stuff on you, but it doesn't explain any of the supernatural aspects like at all. Yeah. It just shows you a bunch of freakish looking dudes that all look identical that just like <laughs> constantly pop up in weird little like otherworldly flash up things. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, this, and then you find yeah. out they're called the hatred or whatever or the hate. But it never know. says that. I don't know where that's revealed to you, the player. Maybe it's in one of those loading screens I never read because <laughs> yeah. turns out if you have an SSD on PC, this game loads very quickly. Very quickly. Like yeah, literally yeah. in one second, you can just <laughs> yeah. press, X, press X to kill, you know, the effect. Addicts. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not good. Um, it makes no sense. Very it's not compelling i kind i kind of liked the house bit though i will say it was kind of a fun yeah i mean proto there's bits um, of it that are cool you know like re7 type of setup which yeah you know how all the because that's the thing when you're in this house eventually you have to fight off like a dozen of the like people from the town but you're in the middle of nowhere you have driven to the country so i don't know where these dudes came from but yeah i mean i just feel like with this game it, in terms of its narrative and its its setting and everything, like it's so close to so many other works of media, and this is kind of a trap you can fall in if you make a purposefully derivative piece of media. Is that like it's so close to so many other things, and all of those things are better. Like there are police procedurals that mix in elements of the supernatural or elements of just really crazy horror. Obviously, like anything David Fincher has ever done, basically. There are works of fiction that concern like serial killers and the ways in which they can slip through the justice system, like uh, the Showtime original series Dexter. I mean, it's so close to all these other things, and yet it doesn't do any of them well. It doesn't integrate any of its different ideas, and it it just doesn't compare to any of the things that it's influenced by. So it's just kind of like, why, why, why is, why is this here? And the answer is to be a game, but the gameplay has all the same issues. Like the gameplay has all these disparate ideas that just like never come together. And yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of just got sick of it. Cause like when it started to get, it's, it's not a very difficult game. I'll say overall, uh, but towards the end, it starts to get difficult. And the minute it gave me any pushback, like I said, in that ninth <laughs> chapter, I was just like, nope, fuck yeah. this. Like, I just noped out of there because it's like, well, I don't really see what is keeping my attention. I mean, here, I know? got to the final encounter and I almost noped out of it just because I got so tired of having to like deal with the clunky combat because they just put yeah. you in a combat gauntlet, basically. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I just saved scum the shit out of it and got my way through. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just a game where, like, the story's not compelling and all that's left is this weird, like, glorification of violence, little, like, don't you want to snap their necks? Don't you hate the (laughs) homeless? Here's all your options to glory kill these motherfuckers because they want to kill you, so you gotta, and he's just, like... There's all these like shitty pre-recorded lines where he's like, fuck you. And then he like snaps their neck. I'm like, whoa, dude, <laughs> uh, it's not that serious. I don't think like, yeah, you know, I never did one of those because I was playing. Uh, I was using a controller and I remapped the controls with the X pattern. And then I like didn't I kind of like ran out of buttons to map any of them because mm-hmm. it's like one through four on the number pad or something. something yeah. weird like that. Yeah. And so like I uh, I ran out of 
spaces to map those and I kind of didn't want to do it anyway so I just totally totally skipped that crucial mechanic you can just like whack them again and they'll go down but yeah like I was you don't need I, I saw that and I was like well what is this because like the descriptions make barely any sense yeah and it just said one two three four and I was like does that mean like on my keyboard yeah so dude. I, yeah and I was just like okay yeah it's a glory kill you can occasionally glory kill a dude I will say that the PC port, uh, if you install a couple mods, it runs pretty dang well. I ran into a few glitches where I had to reload saves and there's a few parts that are kind of held together with duct tape. But with those mods that are all easy to find online and XPatter, you can actually have a pretty decent experience. If anyone is playing on XPatter and you want my profile for it, I can send it to you. It's, it'll save you like 30 minutes or something of figuring out what the fuck the controls are. Yeah, I just, I played it mouse and keyboard. I didn't install any mods. I just did it straight and it it was fine mostly. It does I saw work, some people yeah. complaining about some things, but I didn't really have a lot of issues until I got to like the end of the game and it just kind of started being yeah. like choppy, but... I was scarred after homecoming and I <laughs> saw people saying that it it's it needed mods and I thought it was going to be like that. It's not like that. It actually runs fine. I would say ultimately my take on this game is that in the time it takes you to play this game, you could watch almost an entire season of Dexter. You could watch mm-hmm. two or three David Fincher movies like or you could you could just fucking watch Zodiac three times. Um, I would two times in Zodiac a long Zodiac. It's a pretty long boy. Um, yeah, just depending on how long it takes you to beat this game, I would recommend it. So (laughs) two times, I'd say. I would recommend doing that. Yeah, that's my rating. It's a hard sell, honestly. Like maybe it's not the worst game ever, but it's like you've got to you've got to be drained of resources and like options. I think so. (laughs) <laughs> to, to want to play this game if you if you've never played it like I, yeah. yeah I don't it's it's tough you could even watch a season of the the law and order spinoff that has Vincent D'Onofrio I think it's called like uh, criminal, criminal, intent. Ma- criminal, criminal intent I think yeah criminal dude that show's you know. good if you want to watch a good detective show uh, law and order criminal intent is is really good, good. Like, I like that uh, I only I only ever watched like a few episodes but I did enjoy them. yeah. I think that like yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is really good, and he's really good in that uh, in that show. I don't know. I just feel like when I think of the stuff that this game is kind of copping the same vibe as, it's like it doesn't have enough of something. It doesn't have enough of the supernatural element to really go full X Files. It doesn't have enough of the police procedural with like good characters and good story to go like the TV show, you know, Law and Order Criminal Intent or Dexter route. So I would say uh, you're better off doing that. Yeah, like if you want, uh, you know, you can watch X-Files. You guys ever heard of X-Files? That's a pretty good TV (laughs) show. I like that TV show. Do you know, I watched the whole series uh, chronologically not that long ago. That was crazy. That show was fucking crazy. That sounds like a real. Did you watch like the movies and everything? Yeah, yeah. Pretty wild. Did you play the games? (laughs) <laughs> I have before. I didn't did at you, that time. Uh, did you play that Area 51 game that David Duchovny did voiceover for? Uh, the arcade one? No, no. So it is, I believe it is an acclaim published game. So it is that license, but it's like technically okay. like a whole new like first person shooter from the ground up type thing. Oh, I've never and heard David, of that. David Duchovny uh, does the main character. Oh, wow. I didn't know mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. I did play Area 51, the arcade game uh, oh, yeah. right before Everyone COVID. Did. Right before COVID hit, Ooh. though, I played it for the first time in a while. And that was really fun. I rocked. 
That was what, that summer we were hitting that arcade. Me and Cole were going there like almost every night, playing like uh, Time Crisis, and then hmm. we go. God, up to I the wish ro- that were me. If we had, uh, if we had the fam with us, we'd go up to the roof, and on the roof they had DDR and Area Fifty One. So that's the that's the truth right there. I don't want to care about DDR. I'd be like, yeah, you guys could do that. I'm just gonna play this. That was pretty much the vibe. I was like, if you want to play DDR, I'd show you how to play DDR, and everyone else would, you know, just well, you can also like get drinks, and they have like you know Mario Kart and stuff, and so you know that place was cool. It's still around. I just am not gonna go there because of the <laughs> virus. <laughs> yeah, you'll get the virus just by holding yeah. the light gun, dude. You'll get the, the on- contact. <laughs> the ongoing the virus. Down. Yeah, dude. The O virus. The, the O virus. Yeah, I was gonna say we're on it, dude. Yeah. We'll get Everest there soon. Yeah, wait for the Theta variant or whatever. <laughs> the Flimbo variant. <laughs> That's the T-Virus. That's the real T-Virus. Right there. Boy.